Yeah, Rabs, he's still calling as good as ever, isn't he? And uh, that uh, tune uh, dropped this year, didn't it? Earlier this year, Roy being the artist uh, in collaboration with Rabs, of course. Um, look at Talus, look at Talus. So I see today an article in the Daily Telegraph written by uh, Buzz Rothfield, uh, Rabs's 45th grand final. I, mm. I, I spoke to him uh, yesterday and uh, I actually asked him, I said, how many, um, how many have you done? He said, I wouldn't have a clue. He didn't know. He said really? somewhere. He said somewhere between forty and fifty, um, but no, he, he doesn't really keep count. And 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 you, I know him quite well. He, he doesn't seek the headlines, and no. he he doesn't want all the the fanfare. And everyone's sort of asking me, is this his last grand final? Is it? Um, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I think it might be. Yeah, I think okay. it might be, but. Uh, until there's an official announcement, I would say never. I, look, I hope he keeps calling forever and ever in a day. He's still calling as good as ever, in my opinion. It'd be good if he could get to that 100th origin next year. Well, that's right. He's on 99 yeah. too. But yeah, he may well call another uh, grand final. Yeah. He may well call again next year. I I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think deep down, he's not quite sure either. No. You know, so... Be a hard decision to make. And look, until... Look, I, I think I think it might well be, but until you get the um, the official press release and, and, and makes the announcement, um, the door is still open, in my, in my opinion. And I think he's sort of leaving the door half open as well. Yep. And he, he, he didn't... He, he said sort of a bit in confidence, but he didn't want to... If he was retiring and make an announcement and that adds more pressure on the call and all that sort of yep. stuff, but... Uh, look, I hope he keeps going. I really yep. do. I Great. really do. Um, and I think a lot of people do. Um, unanimously, I think we all say he's the voice of rugby mm. league. So, um, Rabs. Yeah. All right. Scotty Bailey is uh, on the line now. Um, AAP journo and um, articles pop up here, there and everywhere. Really good journo uh, as well. And, and great to have you on board again. Scotty, thanks for joining us, mate. How are you? Good. Thanks. Rich yourself, mate? I'm good. Excited. Excited as always, mate. It's a very different grand final, obviously not seen in Sydney, but it's still a um, yeah. still exciting day, isn't it? You you will appreciate this too, and I've sort of been I've been saying all week. You know, um, this grand final has so many storylines to it. Mm. You know, you've always got a couple of different storylines grand final day, but this one to me, and tell me if you think the same, has probably got more than than any other in recent memory. Yeah, it's been blessed mm. with stories, doesn't it? I mean. Like obviously, there's the most obvious one, which is just Penrith trying to get you know some redemption and revenge last year's disappointment on on Grand Final day. But then, but there's just so many great stories at South with Adam Reynolds, obviously his last game for the club, plus the injury question marks of a Benji Marshall's future, um, and any number of questions about the fitness of, of uh, Panthers players, Ivan Cleary v Wayne Bennett, uh, 30 years on from 1991 for Penrith, the the story endless, which is. Been great, might I say, as a journalist. Mm. I read an article you wrote, Scotty, um, and, and I've been talking about it too. The big, the big question, and I see Greg Alexander has also commented on it: um, Is there any fuel left in the tank of Penrith? How much energy has been sapped from um, those three back-to-back games? And some of the figures you point out, they were um, intensity, intensity like similar to Origin, and, and stats will back that up. Yeah, if you if you look at the just the ball in play time and the percentage of um, ball in play uh, via lapse time, which is sort of the metrics the NRL go by in terms of the intensity of a game and guess how good a game is. Um, you know, the last two weeks, the games against Parramatta and against Melbourne have both been higher than what the average was for State of Origin this year. So, you know, that's a really tough ask. We talk about players struggling to back up from Origin. Usually, that's two and a half weeks between games. We're talking a week apart and back-to-back like that. 
mm. you know, and in comparison, Souths have, have actually been sunning themselves on the Gold Coast, haven't they? I mean, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I, I crunched some numbers. So Penrith have made almost double the amount of tackles of South Sydney um, through the final series. Penrith made um, 1,167 tackles through the final. South just 628, so that's 539 more tackles. Um, ball in play time, the Penrith games, combined are 180 minutes. The South game combined are 110 minutes. Obviously, mm. Penrith had to play the extra game, but just, you know, the difference in those two games last week, plus South had the one-day extra recover, plus mm. Penrith's game was during the sunshine on a hot mm. Brisbane day. Jeez, an extra tough ask for him tonight, I reckon. Oh, it all adds up, doesn't it? All those things mm. add up. And I see this here, right, this stat you've said here. Um, since flogging the Rabbitohs in round 11 in Dubbo, I can't remember, 56 to 12 or something like that, no no NRL team has been forced to make more tackles than Penrith at 355 a game. And I'm just trying to okay, why would that be? Why would that, I guess maybe they're kicking earlier in tackle counts or I'm not quite sure. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm probably the same. I'm not quite sure why it's worked out that way, but it's just the way it has worked. Yeah, I mean, they look, they... They, they enjoy tackling. They enjoy defending, <laughs> and they're very good at it. Yeah, and but they were about you know a lot of key players for a fair few of those games. Like Nathan Cleary is obviously such a big part of their game in terms of not just what he does close to the line, but the way he controls the game with his kicking. And they were without him for a great deal of that, so it probably meant more ball was played down um, on their defensive line. You know, more repeat sets against them. Um, you know, stuff like that. So. You know that all all adds up. More six again, um, obviously as well. And, and the the great contrast of that is actually is that you know South of that same period. Like we we kind of all put a line through South after round eleven. Maybe not put a line through them. We kind of forgot about them for a little while. But you know in that same period since well round twelve the week later, South have been the best team in the comp as far as tries or points scored. You know uh, line breaks, mm. tackle bus, contact meter. Uh, sorry, post contact meters, run meters. So. Well, Penrith's done it really hard for the last four months. They also comparatively done it pretty easy, to be honest. You said there, and you sort of stumbled over it and corrected yourself. We sort of put a line, well, a line through them. No, I think we probably should be honest here, or I will be honest. Mm. I certainly put a line through them, and I think most, most. I'm not saying I'm a good judge, but I think most good judges put a line through them after mm. being flogged or conceding 50 points twice. And then when Luttrell went, it was definitely, no, this this will not happen. So this this really is a remarkable run that, that, that bunnies are even there. In terms of the class of 91 from Penrith, Scott, I'm talking to Scotty Bailey, by the way, um, you've spoken to a few of those guys and there's a few similarities, aren't there, with, with this this current crop? Yeah, I mean, there's the obvious one that they lost the grand final the previous year in 1990, and, and then, well, at least Penrith in 1991 uh, won the premiership. You know, these Panthers this year are trying to do the same. A uh, number of local guys. I think both teams have all but four players who made their debut at the Panthers, so it's sort of that same culture that's been built off. Um, you know, people talk about, well, they both got halfbacks as captains or co-captain in this case with Nathan Cleary to, to Greg Alexander. But what, what the guys of 1991 really spoke about was but when they lost that grand final in 1990, they, they really let it fuel them for the whole of 1991. It wasn't a case of mm. forget about it. It was, no, no, we are coming back here. I think mm. Gus actually had a line during the week, which was when they were standing on the on the footy stadium, uh, the SFS there, he, he said to them, they had silver medals on, and he said, you know, don't worry about next year, we are coming back here. Remember this moment, we're back here wearing the gold medals. Mm. And it's almost like this current Penrith team of, 
really taking the same approach. I remember talking to Billy Army Kikau after round three. Remember he held Justin Olam up in a tackle yep. Yep. on full time at Penrith Park? Mm-hmm. And, and he was saying as he was sprinting across field, all the he was south, thinking the about... South, uh, southeastern corner, yeah. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. He was saying he was thinking to himself, all he could visualise was Melbourne holding up the trophy last year. And that was what was sort of fueling him across the, across the field. Because I think he made the previous tackle from memory. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and you know, when Penrith started their preseason, you know, the third week of preseason, they did a full review of that grand final. So it's they really have made a point to let it fuel this whole season, just like you know the Panthers in '91. And just to put a cap on that point, I guess is that what Brandy said to me was he felt that while Penrith were probably rightfully out on their feet because they've had such a tough run into this grand final, mm. the fact that they've been thinking about this one game for well, 11 months now probably mm. almost undoes some of that. It's probably the you know, the young team, it probably means that that hard run doesn't matter as much. Mm. Yeah, I know. I, I and I and I guess the 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 other thing is though, was their grand final last week? But I can see and Brandy, so I heard him say that. And I think he said it to me as well last week. You know, they mm. they will get themselves up for eighty minutes. Um, adrenaline will get them up as well as as the youth and that desire to um, make amends for last year. Injury-wise, and uh, Johnny Cartwright, talking of the, the class of 91, he's going to jump on the line a little bit later on, so I look forward to chatting to, to John. Dylan Edwards is probably the main concern injury-wise, Penrith, but uh, they've all been given the thumbs up, correct? Yeah, he'll play. I mean, they've they've been managing him for the best part of three months now, off the top of my head, and quite often, you know, he's missed a few games, but it's often been a case that they've managed or rested him to make sure he was going to be right in the long run, so there's no need to rest or manage him tonight. He, he'll be fine. He hasn't rest, he hasn't missed a game that they really, really wanted him to play, I guess is the way I'd put it. So, no, no, he'll definitely play tonight. I know he was spotted with crutches on this morning again, but he trained yesterday and we, we'll be good to go. Mm. Um, Adam Reynolds, uh, he says he'll be 100% or almost 100%. He'll also take on the kicking, so that's good news for South Sydney fans. Uh, Benji Marshall, Scotty, um, do you think it will be his last game? I don't think it will be, you know. He, during the week was probably the first time I've seen him speak with conviction on his future. I mean, well, I shouldn't say conviction. He, he certainly didn't confirm it, but all year he's just said, no, no, I'll decide after the season. I'll decide after the season. Um, we put to him during the week that, well, you know, are you, you know, do you think this could be your last game or something along those lines? And his response was, no, if my body's feeling the way it is at the moment, I'll play another year. He certainly thinks he can go on another year at this stage. He'll probably decide after tonight. But the other interesting thing that I thought was that he he also said he was willing to go to market again. Like he, he had to do it last year. He had to do it um, when he left the Dragons there five or six years ago. And he, he said he will happily do it again. So if, if South didn't want to keep him in 2022, which is an interesting one because they have signed Anthony Milford, similar role. Anthony Milford's obviously got some other things going on at the moment. And he could well... Yeah, it's hard to know what's going to happen there at the court court case. So, mm. who knows where that'll be next year? But you know, there has been some talk that a Queensland club is interested in Benji Marshall. So, to be honest, no, I think we'll see another year of Benji Marshall, which will make him the first player to go twenty straight NRL seasons, which is quite something. Wow. Okay, winner and Clive Churchill. <sighs> I think the, I think defence wins it. Defence has won almost every finals game so far. So. Penrith have only conceded 11.9 points a game for the past two years. I'm just leaning towards them, but, geez, I haven't been this undecided on the grand final for a long time. Uh, Penrith win, I'm going to say Isaiah Yo. I, I just think the, the Australian selectors like a hard-working lock. I think he'll, 
get Clive Churchill. And just this quick side note, I've checked with Penrith. They are wearing their home jersey tonight, which is the black jersey with uh, a couple of stripes up the top, the same one they wore against South uh, in the qualifying final. Great stuff, Scotty. Thanks for that. And that will answer the question. Um, I'm not sure who asked us a text earlier on. I'm talking to a former South Sydney Premiership winner with the first name Ben after this break. Who might that be? Do you want me to guess? I can guess that. Yeah. Uh, ben Teo would be my guess. Boom. Correct the window. Correct the window. All right. Scotty, thanks for everything you've done, mate, right throughout the season. We might even chat again tomorrow and, and review what's happening tonight, but I appreciate all your support. Sounds great, Chris. Thanks for having me, mate. Great stuff. Enjoy. There he is. Yeah, Scotty Bailey, a great uh, great writer too, rugby league uh, writer. Now, what can we do? What can't we do in terms of um, how we're watching this evening at home, yes. Mr. Cowboy Dan? Yeah, well, we're going to get our man about town on a bit later on to tell us exactly. Because you're a stickler for the rules. I know that, as we all should be. 100%. Um, now, Brad Hazard, the New South Wales Health Minister, is actually uh, at a press conference today. A lot of things asked of him, obviously, but he has said for people to be very careful. Uh, there are limits on the number of people he can gather together. You're home remains one of the most dangerous places to be in terms of transmission of the virus. Now, mm. Western Sydney Health put out a tweet yesterday. Some tips. So you're following this, Chris? I am. Number one. Pen in hand. Set up a TV on your front lawn and get your neighbours to do the same. Ah. So you can be indifferent and it's a nice day, nice night. What a great idea. I don't think I would be able to do that, though. No. How many leads and cables would you Sounds need? Sounds a bit technological. Yeah, I'll wave my head. Uh, next one, too. Picnic in the park with five fully, fully vaccinated people. People, but then where, where would you watch the game? Remote, wireless yeah. laptop. Maybe picnic beforehand and then after that. Where do you go? I don't know. Back mm. home. Uh, number three, a backyard barbecue with your household, so the people you live with. Well, that's what uh, Reptile's doing. Yep. Uh, afternoon, Reptile, if you're tuning in. He's got a, he, he plugged it all in yesterday. He's got this giant uh, projector screen in the backyard. Very good. Mm. It's already set up. And just a couple more. A double screen. Watch the game on TV and have your mates on Zoom. So you can watch the game on TV and Zoom on the computer. Nice. Good idea. Uh, And this isn't a COVID-related one, uh, but they did put on their health uh, website. Not COVID-related, but if you're a Penrith fan, don't invite any Rabbitoh supporters. (laughs) So there's some tips from Western Sydney Health. That's very good information. Well done, Cowboy Dan, digging that. I hope uh, hope that helps listeners if you're looking for ideas and other ways to uh, enjoy grand final uh, evening tonight. Amidst the, the COVID restrictions, there you go. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to, uh, well, I guess pay a, pay our respect to some retiring players. We're also going to talk to former South Sydney Premiership winning forward, Ben Teo.